to be if you picked one character that isn't Tifa in a video game, who would you marry? I would probably pick um, Tifa as well. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I'm not allowed Tifa. Okay, Tifa from the remake. Uh, who else is I, perfect in every Misty? way possible? Can I go with Misty? Can I go with Misty? Uh, only I mean, from the video game, and like she's a, just boring. She's in the game. Though. Isn't she she's also game. 12 years old? She grows up. So is Tifa. You know what, so. Joe? <laughs> we that that could be a segue into the first topic. So uh, we're gonna jump into the podcast. Okay, so. <laughs> Let's, just uh, segue into the first topic. Into the, into the podcast and then into the first topic. Wait, guys, wait a second. <laughs> you know what you just did? This is perfect. The <laughs> podcast starts now. Now. <laughs> wish I could hear the music too so I could dance to it. <laughs> Can they hear us? Yeah, they can. Hello so we and talk. welcome to the third episode of the Off Meta Podcast. My name is Dimitri. I'll be your host for this evening. And I'm joined, as always, with my best friends, Joe, John, and Adam. Joe, John, Adam. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? What up? Uh, yeah, we're just uh, talking about Tifa. Yeah, I know. Always a good mood. <laughs> totally didn't know you were alive, you know? It's just, uh, it wasn't planned at all. So... Uh, the Off Meta podcast is just, you know, just a bunch of friends just shooting the shit. You know, we each bring a topic of discussion. Uh, today's topics are pretty interesting, as you can see in the title of the podcast. But it's podcast. a surprise. Is it? It's, I mean, John's, not, John's topic's not a surprise. I guess we could start with that one. Uh, you watch the whole thing to figure oh. it all out, you know, kids? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, please tune in so that we, you could, uh, you know. Take a look at what's in store for today. Uh, but before we get into it, as always, um, I do want to talk about what we've been playing. Uh, I hope it's a little bit different. Actually, for me, it's a little. It is a little bit different than last week. Um, but you traitor. I guess, uh, Joe. What have you been playing? Actually, you just finished Final Fantasy. You just finished Final Fantasy VII. So, why don't you talk about it a little yeah, you, bit? You can. Uh, yeah, finished Final Fantasy VII, and none of you have finished it so i'm just really like pent up full of <laughs> anticipation to talk about it but i can't so uh it's really really cool the ending and you can definitely see the kingdom hearts influence uh, a bit maybe a bit too much but well, I mean, uh how does a kingdom hearts character right yeah sure <laughs> is he no oh, yeah, he's, he's, in, in, he's in it but like it's not, not no. I'm anyway, not a Kingdom Hearts player. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. The only thing I'm going to say is that it's really starting to not look like a remake. That's all nice. I'm going to say. Good. I'm excited. John, what about you? I've been playing Forza. Forza. Oh. For, Forza. Forza. Going back to your roots. Okay, I yeah, I like you <laughs> <laughs> so, I have uh, been playing the Forza. Talk I have about 120 guys. I'm on level 109. Oh wow! So you really put in the time, I guess. I I actually leveled up a lot. It's stupid how many levels I got in that game. The game's fun. It's it's you know what the problem with that game is? It's not like the roots of racing games, like me going in a simulator and racing hmm. versus what this game is. Totally different. This There's, is like just go nuts and then you Horizon, race right? with your friends. You're Pardon? playing Horizon, not not yeah, Forza Horizon Four. 
Okay. Yeah, 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 perfect. I never actually played any of those. Is it more realistic, or is it like the old? Uh, what was it? Grand Games. Okay, it's more. Well, yeah. there's Forza Horizon and there's Forza Motorsport, and those are like you have the sim and you have the arcadey, you know, go fast game. So he's playing the go fast game, uh, which, in my opinion, is the better of the two. I prefer nice arcadey action in my racing games than you know your traditional sim but you know to each his own um, the only thing that's nice about it is that you could like so the thing that's cool is you could convoy with your friends and then you could do like tandem drifting together so like imagine like three or four of your friends just all drifting cars together simultaneously that's the cool part of the game that's where like the game really strives and shows like okay mm-hmm. this is what the game is meant to be not i'm racing i'm winning no, that's not at all. Even when you're playing versus the AI, it's like everything's too easy. I was playing not on really. like the hardest difficulty and it was barely a, uh, anything, you know? That's a shame. I mean, yeah. you, of course you want some challenge in your racing games, but... Uh, oh, come on. It, what a gorgeous game, though. And um, I I mean, they're, they're killing it. They're killing the racing game right now. Like, killing it in a good way. Not They're not actually killing the genre of game. But, um, you know, I think Gran Turismo has to catch up. Gran Turismo was garbage. <laughs> they, I, they wasn't always I like that. It. it was garbage. It was yeah. terrible. Sorry. Continue. Adam. I mean, dude, if you want to rant, if you want to rant on Gran <laughs> do it, Turismo, do it, do it. go for it, man. <laughs> no, I'll go <laughs> off on that game, bro. The fa- it's they're they're insulting our intelligence. Uh, sorry, Adam. They're insulting <laughs> our intelligence as <laughs> as gamers because they're like, but now we're gonna put it online, and all of your stuff is gonna be races versus other people. We're moving ahead. We're ahead of the game, and you don't buy cars. You don't upgrade, and you upgrade with points. You don't upgrade with money. What? <laughs> yes, what? this offends Why? me personally. That... No, I'm offended. I hope I'm the next one sounds probably the next Just for you, John. Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't seen you play Gran Turismo in forever, and as like like the last podcast that we uh, that we had, you had a lot. Of, we had a, good, a lot of good memories. The first podcast, sorry, where we talked about the nostalgia games. Yeah um yeah adam what about you well segueing from the whole nostalgia game thing i said in that podcast i've i wish i could go back and relive like that first time i played pokemon red Mm. and i fucking got it um it's called monster sanctuary i'm gonna pretend like you guys haven't heard of it even though i've been (laughs) like ranting about it to you for a week now uh for those of you who don't know it's a indie game it's in early access on steam it's coming out on the switch uh they should pay me to sponsor them <laughs> but um it's basically oh, it's a metroidvania game but instead of getting items you go out and you find pokemon and the pokemon have different like overworld abilities so it's it's a beautiful blend of pokemon and metroid and i'm absolutely in love with it um hopefully yeah. if i finish it and i, I it stays this great I'm gonna try and speed run it and uh yeah so you're actually going cool. to stream for the first time in a very long time Oof, uh yeah awesome and where can they find you uh tbd when i have a twitch channel okay so yeah, you're, you're, you're gonna change your name i guess uh, maybe hmm. okay I, I thought he has uh, an account yeah that's what i was gonna say but it's okay i, I mean starting fresh just guess, like just like yeah. the meta channel you know we were doing yeah. it off my channel but now we have our own so uh it's good rebranding i guess um, i've been playing quite a few games actually so just to bounce off of yours uh i i did play final fantasy today 
uh, finished uh, Don Corneo's mansion finally, and that was definitely uh, something. <laughs> I feel like they they did a good job and a bad job at the same time. You know what I mean? Like the world, the slums in that area looks exactly mm. the same as the PS One game and all that good stuff. The music's incredible. The mansion looks actually identical to back then, but then like they, I don't know. There's a bunch of weird missions in there that I wasn't too. You're just upset fun. that you couldn't do the squats properly. Get over it. <laughs> I destroyed that guy in squats, but anyways, that's besides the point. I've been playing some Final Fantasy. I'm trying to get it finished. Those damn mini games were just as awkward as they were in the past. The the mini games were 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 really awkward. That's what I was kind of talking about. But besides the point, um, I got into Street Fighter, guys. Yay, a fighting game, which we're actually going to talk about later. That's a little spoiler to my my topic. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter. I'm trying to get good at a fighting game that's not Smash Brothers because... Because you're trash at Smash Brothers? I'm not trash. The online is trash. I blame all my losses on the online, and that's it. Oh. I'm joking. So yeah, there's Street Fighter. Um, what, a, what a game. Uh, Faults and all, it's still probably one of the best fighting games out there. And then um, I today, actually, I got back into WoW. WoW Classic. And I'm hoping to... What do you mean you got back into WoW? You never played WoW. I did. You did. I did. Thank you, John. I did play WoW. I never played WoW Classic, though. I never played it back in the day. So this is oh, kind okay. of like the first time I'm playing through the Classic version of the game. Very fun. I'm excited to keep playing. In fact, I'm probably going to keep playing after this podcast. So I had the same rea- reaction to playing uh, the first one, like the Classic. Mm. The only problem with it being is, is that if you think it's long to level now... Which it is, like yeah. at the first fifteen levels. Definitely. Just wait till you hit level thirty. I, I know there, there, there's yeah. a lot of faults with the game. <laughs> I'm level thirty in that game. That I'm only going oh, off my reference, and it's just like I was playing, and I was like, okay, well, I'm just kiting things. And- Don't quote me on this, but I think level fifty nine to sixty is like the same as level one to thirty. I think I heard to- something like that too back yeah, in what? the day, like back in the day when people were actually playing. You know, wow. When it came out, rough, rough, yeah. So yeah, but that's pretty much it, right? Of what we're playing. I stopped playing yeah. Legends of Runeterra for now. I think that's a big one. Why? Eight mana power. burst. This card is completely invincible. Period. I, I've never seen bigger power creep in a video game than this. Than this game, like the first expansion to ever come out. It's not. It's the base. Like it's the base. They added more to the base. Uh, base uh, cards, but the new cards they added are like ridiculously overpowered, to the point where it's like, why would you not play those cards? And now the whole meta revolves around the new cards. It's a whole story. I'm not gonna get into it. But I'm for the time being. I'm probably not gonna play that game anymore. I'm gonna focus on the games that I'm actually having fun with, uh, like the games I just mentioned. Um. So yeah. Like they have to make money somehow. Yeah, that's pretty much it, especially since they don't have like any loot crates. They want you to pay for the new cards. Eh, whatever. It, it happens. It happened to Hearthstone, but a lot later in its lifespan. Um, so let's just jump into the first topic. So like I mentioned earlier, you know, this is a podcast where we just shoot the shit. Each of us bring up brings a topic to the table. Uh, we're going to start with John's topic, which is the title of the podcast today. Uh, John, take it away. Yeah, sure. So... I was thinking about this for a while now. I was uh, I was in the middle of playing my game, and they I, somebody was talking about the Xbox conference, right? And as they were talking about it and all these new games that are coming out, I'm like, is this going to be the last time that they're going to do this? Is this the last time 
like, is this the last console that's going to come out? Because now cross-play, right? Then the idea of it is, is that because of cross-play, uh, how, how much of this is actually going to stay? And at one point or another, when are gamers going to realize that they're going to have to make a migration to PC to really get better? Because like, that's what happened to me. That's what happened to most of us, right? Pretty much all of us. Yeah. 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 Like we all were playing on the uh, console, like whatever, it's fun. It's good old fashioned fun. And then after one point or another, it just became, okay, I could sit in a party on discord. I could talk to my friends, like how we are right now. I can play my video games. I can like, it was, it feels like Xbox live, <clears throat> but like 20 times better. Yeah. And you could do everything you want to do on the internet, not be restricted just to games, you know? Yeah. So what else is there to do on the internet, John? Why it's funny you ask that. The internet is a magical place for porn. <laughs> so I'm so look, th- this topic is actually split 50 50. Uh, me being on John's side and Joe and Adam thinking. Oh, I'm indifferent. I'm like, you're indifferent. I have arguments for both sides, so we'll get to that. So, uh, I just want to clarify, and everyone agrees. This does not apply to Nintendo consoles. Nintendo's their yeah. own class. They're obviously going to keep. They're going to keep making consoles for the kids. Uh, they're always. They've always been like the underpowered, you know, console. So they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. They they sell bonkers every every generation almost. So, uh, yeah. completely disregarding them, uh, Nintendo will keep making consoles. We're talking mostly about like PS5 and Xbox Series X. Man, the Xbox naming is so convoluted it's crazy um i'm coming in from a different perspective though i agree with you but not in the sense that everyone's going to eventually turn into pc gamers i might sound like a like delusional maybe but i think that graphics don't really can't really get that much better to the point where it requires a completely new generation after this one so we got the rtx we got um, ssds finally so loading speeds are going to be really fast um you know we're reaching 120 hertz what i think is going to happen is that it's going to be the same consoles just just like the ps4 pro and the xbox one x it's going to be like incremental upgrade we're basically going phones now i think this is from now on it's going to be like incremental upgrades uh you know better ssd more storage more power like very like slightly you know incremental upgrades just like a pc right uh and the graphics are going to be great the whole way through because of the RTX. That's where I'm coming from. There is a possibility that they just ditch consoles completely after next generation and just put everything like online. It's kind of like a subscription service to they're oh. testing it out with like PS3, uh like yeah. what, what is it? Uh, PS Now. <clears throat> and I think like Google Stadia is playing around with Stadia. Like that might just be the future, is that you don't buy a console anymore, you just subscribe oh. to like a service, you spend like mm-hmm. I don't know. 20 bucks a month and that gives you access to like a game library uh, and then you can like purchase the games i don't i don't know how it would work on a business level but i mean See, if, if computers and and like consoles are kind of like coming to a point where they're meeting and consoles are just specific computers for gaming then why not just put everything on like some network with a bunch of really powerful computers and then you just log in and play it from there but i don't know how that's going to work with like latency and online play and lag and that those are questions i'm not too sure well see here's the thing though uh maybe teacher perspective gives me a little bit of a different like view on this i have a lot of students who 
don't come from backgrounds that are as comfortable as ours like these you know students who sometimes don't know how they're getting home that night like it, you know just much more difficult backgrounds and those kids like they save up their money they wait for christmas they wait for their birthdays and then they buy a console and to them like because as a kid you can find you can scrounge up 400 bucks and and get yeah. a console you can't do that with a computer and those kids don't have <clears throat> gaming pcs they're not going to have gaming pcs at least until they graduate guaranteed mm -hmm. And I think that's where consoles are really going to start making their money, which is not great for games that are going to be coming out on consoles. Because if you know that most people who buy your consoles are getting younger and younger, I don't know what's gonna what that's going to say for the games. But I do think they're going to try and keep that clientele. And if they can sell enough consoles to justify making a console, then they can sell enough consoles to justify having <laughs> exclusives. And as long as you have exclusives now, oh, well... Spider-Man 2 is coming out on the PS6 or whatever. It looks better. The, the third Final yeah, Fantasy VII right. is coming out on the PS6 because they're going to delay it another 10 years. Uh, and now, well, now you got a bunch of people who got to buy a PS6, even though they have computers that could play it. Exclusives. Yeah. The market's there, obviously. So that, that does go against mine and John's argument of this is the last generation because... Why would you not sell new consoles if you know it's going to sell, right? That's just a stupid exactly. business decision, which is why I think it's just going to be like incremental upgrades. Maybe, I don't know, how much better can graphics get like than what you're seeing now in the well, launch phase of the new consoles, right? Graphics right now on my PS4 Pro, using Final Fantasy VII as an example, that game is gorgeous. And, and with better lighting, thanks to the RTX, and obviously better texture and I mean, the, the performance is going to be there like better performance which is a huge upgrade for people that yeah. like competitive games and stuff like but, how much how much better can the graphics get to the point where it warrants another generation leap you know there's still there's still a ways and i think there's still ways. Up on this because yeah. you're thinking like okay that's a really nice graphic but the amount of things that they can render on screen with that amount of like clarity is limited oh, still man. And well, there's still the whole RTX jump too, right? Mm -hmm. I do. This generation is huge. So there's there's a RTX. What it does is that it simulates light coming back to the camera after after it bounces off like an object, right? So it gives the the room realistic lighting. The same way I have one light over there, and the light's bouncing off the wall and hitting the floor, it's going to do that and bounce back to the camera, right? Now what happens is, and you can see this with the the Minecraft RTX uh, mod that they did. I, I got it so I could see, right? It pixelates. So like you'll see that the, the traces of the rays will come back to the camera and it's delayed. Mm. Now there's going to come a point where that's not going to be delayed anymore. When that will be? Five, six, ten years? Who knows? It's the, the jump from ten years ago till now has been insane. So yeah. it, there will be merit for another console. I just don't believe that the, with the prices getting lower, to get better hardware at one point or another, it's going to get to the point where everybody's going to be able to buy a computer the same way you buy a console. Hmm. So at one point uh, or another... How much did you guys all spend on your computers? Don't give an exact number, but ballpark it. Two Gs. Like, yeah. That's I, spent, like... I spent 1.5 Gs like seven, eight years ago, and I haven't spent more on it. How about 2.5? So, 
Um, All to say is how many people under like that are not working yeah. have that kind of disposable income, and yeah. you know even if for Adam made a really good point because every one of my cousins uh, that are under the age of eighteen or anyone that I know under the age of eighteen all play xbox and ps4 they don't have gaming pcs if they do it's because they have an older brother or like a dad who's really like into video gaming or whatever but generally speaking people will have laptops in their household today not desktops laptops are pretty garbage for just about any kind of pc gaming so i don't know if that's going to go away like there's always going to be young people that don't have one to three grand 1.5 to three grand to spend on all these kind of things and even if they do, is the performance going to be as good? Like you got to buy a really nice monitor, you got to buy a really good mouse, you got to buy a really good keyboard, all these things. And then we're talking about uh, also expenses, like they're going to school, maybe they have to buy laptops and stuff. It's a lot of money specifically for a video gaming platform. So I, I think that would be like the argument to say that consoles will always have a place. There's also, I mean, someone brought up phones and incremental, but that's also another thing. Phones, like we can make phones that are miles above any of the phones that the four of us have, but they don't because if they do that jump right now, they're screwing themselves over in the long run. These yeah. thing, these, these companies are companies. They're there to make money. And I'm not saying like, look, you're a company. That is your goal is to make money. I'm not shaming them for it. But True. if they have a reason to make a console, then they're going to make sure that there's a reason for you to buy that console. If I'm going to make a console for a little set, like 12-year-old Timmy, then I'm going to put exclusives on it so that you have to buy it too. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure. That's the sure... only way I buy it. That's the yeah. only way they get me. But you do. You do buy it. I bought a Switch to play Smash Bros. Any game I have that's not Smash Bros was given to me. Like, but it works. I, I paid $500 to play that one game I really love. And I played the hell out of it and I got my money's worth. But yeah, of course. It got a console out of me. I do want to and touch. And I told my friends. I do want to touch then... upon the point that Joe made at the beginning. Um, which is actually, I, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Uh, you're right. Streaming, video game streaming exists. It's not that good right now. So I'm not saying like that's going to be the console killer because right now it hasn't proven itself. But what if it eventually does? What if you could just turn on Google Stadia like five, ten years from now and it's just a platform like Netflix. You click on the game that you want to play and then um, you just play it one shot and it works just fine. It's gorgeous graphics you know 4k 60 frames like stadia's advertising right now which is not true um but what if it does work five years they would would sell consoles that are specifically just like perfect for that right but the selling point is that you could play it on everything like even your shitty Mm -hmm. laptop that you have in that's gathering dust right because it's it's consoles in their like server room their labs that are Mm -hmm. outputting the video for you you're just playing it on your screen that's the selling point. Now it doesn't work. Like I said, it doesn't work that well. Like there's there's some latency and stuff. Apparently, when it works well, it works really well. So we're all like they're almost there, but it's not there yet. Um, but what if it was perfect right now? That could be a I wouldn't say console killer, but it's definitely something to worry about. Like if you, if I was Xbox or if I was working at uh, PC, it's basically a PC. Yeah, but, yeah, but a PC that you don't need point, you don't you don't need high specs on this PC. I could play on my like. Here's my yeah, question to you: Do you think we're gonna have the same quality of life of gaming that someone who spent two grand on a PC is having? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they just spend like I don't know twenty thirty bucks a month or whatever it may be. Here's, yeah, that, here's that my question. Here's my question for you, Dimitri. 
so this this service exists now we're we're in 2030 right yeah and uh, this service exists and i'm sony why do i not just make a gaming console that can that works Gee. with this that's compatible with this like why would i not sell like a 300 400 gaming console and be like oh you don't have a great gaming pc oh you're whatever oh you want like exclusive dlc to this game that's only available if you're like if you're using my hardware boom done easy i get it they did it with like soul caliber and like in the ps2 era soul caliber 2 i think had different All characters the, depending on three and four as well four had go. yoda they on xbox 360 and uh darth vader on ps3 there you go yeah like i why wouldn't you do that as a company i'm not saying i agree with you that consoles in theory should be dying out because there's no mm. real reason for them other than to appeal to people who can't afford a gaming PC, which is a fair market. But then you could just make cheap gaming PCs, right? Yeah. But they all don't that do to that. Say too, sorry, I'm going to cut you off. But Go on. All that to say, too, that almost all of us here, I think except you, own a PS4 or an Xbox One. So yeah, we're still true. buying both. Of course. Uh, yeah. So maybe the it's not that they're dying out, but the market for gaming... Has just expanded because I think gamers in the past were like, you know, just young people. Now it's also adults because we grew up with that and we're still doing it. And there's tons of people like that. And I'm sure, like, I don't, I can't imagine myself being seven years old and still not gaming. Like, I think they're going to make games for seven year olds once we're seven. You know, it oh, might sure. just grow with them. So <laughs> that, that's a cool topic. I think we should expand upon in a, in a future episode. That, that That's actually cool. They, I mean, there's not many 70-year-old gamers now, that. but there definitely will be when we're 70, and that could be a cool topic. Like, will the, what games... Grandpa's playing Osu. What, ga- <laughs> what games would appeal to these 70-year-olds? Like, what games will we... Will we well, we can like, get scientific, easy. too. Easy. Can... You revisit the Kanto region for the 50th time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Done. nostalgia to help you. The game hasn't changed in 50 years. It's just the same thing. (laughs) They remake Uh, uh, virtual reality. You enter the role thing. (laughs) You can talk to Pikachu in 50 years with like voice commands and he'll answer back. That's the change. Thunderbolt. (laughs) (laughs) Pikachu, use your thunder smash. (laughs) That's amazing. What? I cut you off. What were you going to finish your thought on oh no i was i was gonna basically just say that like i agree that the theory behind john's question like should our consoles dying out in theory they should be other than for kids but again you could make gaming pcs for kids that are limited that, that are super cheap but they won't because you're a company and why would you let your here's, product die out they will die not next gen so what I'm saying is, is that when's the last time you bought a console on launch? The Switch. Uh, the, no, PS, the, PS, the PS4. I bought that. PS4, I, right? was waiting outside, on I was waiting outside EB Games, yeah. Okay. I did not. I didn't buy the Xbox One on launch, and I didn't buy the PS4 on launch. I bought it because of a game. I didn't buy it because... So if they don't have the, the software for the hardware, I don't give a shit about it. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just stick on my PC that I'm going to be good for the next six years and I'm going to play my PC. Like, there's no yeah. point. Yeah. But they'll keep you, they'll keep that software for it, right? It's Dude, if they make another Halo, I'm going to buy another Xbox. But the thing is, is that right. that's the truth. But, but at the same though? time, but if they stop, I am. 
I am. It's coming out on PC though. Ooh. Yeah. No, I might not. So I think Microsoft is actually uh, gonna in a position to win it all because I agree. Everyone games on like if you're not gaming on a console, you're you're gaming on PC, PC, Windows, blah blah. Yeah. So I think they're in a position to win it all, and they've been doing this for a long time, where they kind of uh, architected their like design so that it's really easy to port from Xbox to PC, and that's mm-hmm. why you'll see pretty much every game on Xbox will be on PC unless exclusive. But that like the whole exclusive thing is kind of pretty much dead now. Like, how many games are What's... made exclusive nowadays? Like, rare. It's very rare. Yeah. Uh, all the a lot of the PlayStation games aren't they? God of War, Gears of War, yeah. Halo. That's it. Yeah, well, they lost, they lost so many IPs, like, just to name yeah. like, one off the top of my head, Final Fantasy's, uh, well, except the, the remake, of course, but even the, re- like, I'm pretty sure the remake's going to be on PC in, like, a year. Yeah, so, no, yeah, it, okay. it is, it is, I got announced. It's, yeah, only, it's only an exclusive for a year in, on Sony, so yes, even, it's even coming on Xbox, it's, it's going to be on Xbox but and uh, PC. If you yeah, look at the okay. trend, it's just been looking like exclusives are slowly kind of going out of style. No, not for Sony, at least. Um, but that's... but I, I do want to talk about Microsoft, though, because th- they're completely the underdog right now. They're last place out of the three uh, titans of gaming. Um, however, I, f- I agree with Joe. I think they're slowly, you know, they're basically slow building their, their plan in, in until they eventually come out on top because they're so pro-consumer with the Game Pass. Everyone's just trying to copy the Game Pass now, play anywhere. So like John forgot about, uh, all Xbox exclusives are coming out on PC as well, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I don't even need to get the new Xbox. I probably will, but I don't need to if I don't want to because I have a PC. I think that's super smart. It's not that good for business if you think about it because you obviously want people to buy your new console. And because of the Play Anywhere system... What, Do you what, know? What, I, I think, think they make money know. off the consoles. I think they make money off selling like licenses to create games. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I just thought of something actually. And I I think, I think, honestly, I think Microsoft realized they're losing this one. And it's like they're going to lose money if they try and make another Xbox that just has Xbox exclusives that you can't play on PC. I feel like, like the Xbox One is really losing this race right now. And if they didn't make that switch, they would lose because they're going to have to mass produce something that only kids are going to buy. And you don't want your really expensive console to be the console that all the 13 year olds have. No offense to 13 year olds, but it's just not a good selling point for like the mass audience, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to be the Fortnite console. You want to be the console with great games and Fortnite. Yeah. And, and to, me, not console. Yeah, to, to me that's sony i actually came exactly. I, just, I just thought of i just thought of something consider it a theory i guess maybe xbox maybe microsoft, maybe microsoft thinks and they're probably right that next gen is not going to make them that, that much money because of how cheap they're trying to make their console while also putting a shitload of like resources into it so that, to make it to make games look as good as, as it is so they're probably not even going to be making that much of a profit from consoles what if they're just using this generation as, um, you know, building blocks so that they could, you know, next gen focus on their software, not the hardware, because they're not going to turn a profit. That's actually genius because Sony, yeah. yes, they have the better console in terms of games and exclusives, but how much money in terms of profit are they, are they going to make 
with just their games and consoles, whereas Xbox has Game Pass, which they're focusing heavily on, PC gaming, all that stuff. It's crazy. I think they're they're they're, they're, they're geniuses, I think. Yeah, they're they're building a mass of people that are subscribed to them. That's why I think that Xbox is working on every big game. Gears of War Five came out in the past. Yeah. Uh, Tactics came out in the past. They're, they're gonna they're gonna keep pumping out names into that Xbox Pass. Yeah, and people are gonna be like, "But fuck, I'm gonna put twenty bucks. I don't give a shit." And then a little, oh, the whole little before you know it, you've been subscribed for six months for twenty bucks a month, yeah. and that's that's just how it is. And it's super. I've pro- already been subscribed for the past four months. Yeah, I paid eighty bucks. Me too. And it's super pro consumer as well because if I'm mm. subscribed and you're subscribed. If we like a game on Game Pass and we want to play together, well, guess what? We still have it. it. We just download it and we play it. It's so great. The Game Pass is one of the the craziest <laughs> fucking subscriptions out there right now. I'm not even a Microsoft fan. I don't even like their exclusives at all. But just the fact that I could I could play Outer Outer Worlds just whenever I want because I have the like I could own it obviously, but I have that plus every single exclusive out there and some mm-hmm. for just a low price per month. I think that's great. It's- there's a branding to it too, right? Like mm. we said they're losing this race. If they PC is not losing this race. No. Right? There is no race. If though. Microsoft goes, no, 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 no. We're not the Xbox guys. We're the PC guys. And X now you're winning. They or at least everybody. But there you go. Even if you like, mm. even if you want to get into the whole like P- PlayStation versus PC, I feel like personally I think PC wins, but I feel like that's at least the debate and there's no clear winner if you're being like really modest about it. Mm. So by pulling themselves out and being like, no, 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 we're not the console guys. We do con we do like, we want you to know PC gamers are Microsoft gamers. PC gamers are us, are our company. And now you've just lifted yourself (laughs) into that category instead of being like, well, you're only a Microsoft gamer if you play Xbox because like. It's actually not true because yeah, I could play Halo on my PC and. I'm playing a Microsoft right, but, title, right? Like Microsoft. But exclusive. the mentality when you say like, "Oh, you play Microsoft games," you're thinking, "Of course." Xbox. But when you're they talking don't about want that con- when you're talking about Microsoft sales, though, they don't take PC into account, unfortunately. So yeah. when the NPD sales come out and they see PlayStation on top again or Nintendo on top again, it does take a hit on their like marketing. Like, oh, Xbox is the the lowest of the low, you know? Yeah. Again, another year. Um, but I don't think they care. I think they're focusing more on the software, like Joe said, and uh, they're really doing it well too. Like they're not half-assing their their model. They're really I, I I commend them for everything, and I get excited every time they have a conference, right? Because what what else are they going to add to the Game Pass? What else are they going to uh, add on their PC library? It's really cool, and uh, I I think more more companies will follow suit. But right now, Sony is basically like Nintendo for the <laughs> hardcore gamers. Um, they have the exclusives. They have the games. That's the reason why I'm going to get the console, right? They have yeah. me hostage onto their console. So if they keep doing that, maybe consoles won't die, or at least Sony's consoles won't die. Maybe Microsoft gets out of the console game and focuses more on PC. But I think Sony might keep it up just like Nintendo. Bring back the blades. Bring back the blades. Spinball for you guys, okay? Uh, anyone watch uh, Ready Player One? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I read it. What? Yeah, mm. the book was really good. Movie was okay. <laughs> the, movie, the movie will be very nostalgic in twenty years. But yeah, we so, digress. So 
the whole thing is what if that's the future is that there's a sandbox of some sort some kind of like super platform where everything is created within that platform and that is just like joining everything together i gary's mod when you say platform you mean like an it's gary's mod all video games are made with gary's mod (laughs) i i think uh i think creators won't want to limit themselves like even if you make the theoretical best platform some creator is going to be like well what if i tried a different platform because working with limitations also inspires you right like a lot of indie games are only as good as they are because those developers had to work with limitations and found really creative ways around it so i don't think but maybe for triple a games well what if i told you that platform already exists called the pc (laughs) it's not (laughs) Uh, nope, nope, nope. Nintendo. Raised, Nintendo. Change the fucking topic. Let's go. <laughs> Nintendo counters your argument for PC right there. Because I can't wave a Wii controller at my computer. So yeah, that's... It, you can just. Like, yeah, yeah. like with the VR, um, like VR headsets. Yeah. Just... It's, it's doable. Nintendo will never do it. Nintendo is obsessed with pushing their like ridiculous. We made the most complicated way of doing something that already exists, and they do it great, and I love them. So I'm gonna keep buying. Someone's gonna stuff. make an emulator for them, and then they're gonna be fucked. Dude, we don't even have emulators for the Wii U yet. Like, and even if we did, we wouldn't have a controller that has like the gamepad yeah. on it. So you, you know, you know, you could play the new Pokemon on a like a, an emulator for Switch, right? The um, the Switch they have yeah. like a no, but like the, the they have like an emulator for the Switch. Somebody yeah. cracked the game. So that means that you could play Nintendo games on PC. PC wins. Master Race. Hashtag. Well, John, that is a You just Wakandan <laughs> hashtag. I'm Wakandan. Um, does anyone have any like final words on this topic? It was definitely um, a, a big I would love game. to see different consoles pop up. That's my last word on it. I think Nintendo is doing a great job at like being different. And I would love to see like indie consoles, like if that were a... But it, like, could you imagine if like indie cool. consoles could be a thing? Like, you could get a group of eight to ten guys and actually make a console. Call the PC. No, but like a weird <laughs> console, something that wouldn't just play like a game uh, you could play on PC, right? So yeah, you could like... make the hardware and then sell it with the game or PC. No. Yeah, that too. That'd be cool. Like we saw more little things like that, like specific controllers to play a certain game you know kind of like when you go to an arcade right yeah. you have like guitar heroes is a perfect example of that exactly the game is not possible without the hardware yeah that would be cool if we saw more innovation like that like i don't i don't have anything coming to mind but if yeah, you do VR. let me know when we'll get rich vr bro vr is that or you need like the, yeah. the arm VR is another and... example. guitar hero is another example um like for street fighter they you know can use the controller or you can use like a fight stick whatever but imagine if you couldn't play it without the fight stick because the fight stick has certain kind of like motions that you cannot do with a controller like a touchpad fight stick kind of deal that'd be cool yeah. mm-hmm. trademark trademark any of you guys watching why I would you want that. that why would you want that by just more craziness like Remember when you're like a kid and you would go to uh, the movie theater and in the arcade there was that like skateboard that you like skateboard on 
and the snowboard you mean you no it's, well, there is a snowboard one but there's a skateboard <laughs> one and you can like you have to like pop it to like ollie and you have to like shove it to do tricks oh yeah it was like on a board and you had to like swing yeah. your body and the thing yeah. would swing with you right yeah the, i remember that one Didn't the ddr map oh yeah the ddr map's really good but they tried that with tony hawk ride and it failed twice like they made two games and they both failed but those are big things like it would have to be smaller like i'm thinking like a game that you buy a trackpad and it's specifically for a game and it's got like maybe two buttons on the sides or whatever you know like it'd be cool to see indie developers innovate with hardware too which can't happen right now because it's way too expensive but eventually i think that'll be a possibility i would love i know that this is completely different than what we're thinking but i have to say it because it just came into my head and i've been seeing it for the longest time I would love to see an RTS that's in VR. Or like you're a commander in a ship and you're grabbing your fleets and you're moving them on this big map that you're moving around like you're Tony Stark and you fucking swing in your hands and shit. Anybody else excited for that? That that could be cool, but everyone has to have a VR headset, which costs a lot of money. The whole thing that worked with Guitar Hero was the guitar was like probably five bucks to manufacture. A VR headset costs probably like a hundred dollars to manufacture. So these kind of ideas are limited to how price the price tags and be like well, Guitar Hero with the guitar was what ninety bucks or something? Yeah, yeah. It was like a hundred and ten. Like your game requires me to make a five hundred dollar investment and then probably buy another eighty dollar game on top of it. Yeah, and but still, you get to command your fleets, bro. <laughs> no, I think it's a great idea. Like I'd love to see more of that. Um, it's gonna happen. Unless more people buy VR headsets, and an actual market opens up for it for these AAA kind of cool games. It'll get cheaper and cheaper as the years go, and then maybe yeah. we'll see a future where people actually have, you know, VR headsets, and we could actually put like multiplayer VR games are not too big because you have to have friends that have it. So, you know, multiplayer you want your friends to play, but I feel like there's gonna be a future where that's gonna happen. It's just not anytime soon. And then we go full circle to multiplayer, like, couch co-op, where you're literally just punching the person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's wearing a VR headset, you're fighting each other, and your mom walks in the room, you're both swinging in the air. (laughs) Legitimately, like, like, knocking each other out. (laughs) It's a real fist fight, but just two inches back. (laughs) No, they're facing away from each other. (laughs) That's amazing. Anyways, we've taken this topic so far (laughs) out of left field. We're going to change topics now. Um, our set, our second topic. I think because of how long that one was, I think mine's gonna be the shortest of the the rest. So we'll jump into my topic. Um, like I mentioned earlier, when we were talking about what games we're playing, I'm playing a lot of Street Fighter Five. That's a game that I'm trying to get good at, and I'm having a very good time playing it. My topic is what can fighting games do to make it easier for someone who's not that good at fighting games, casual to keep playing the game. Now, I have a lot of casual friends that will buy Mortal Kombat every year or every time it comes out or like a new Street Fighter or, you know, uh, Injustice when that comes out. But they only play it. And I'm a victim of this too. Like I actually have bought fighting games where I just played for like the first couple of weeks and that's it. I, I don't, I never go back. What can fighting games do to keep you playing? And not only keep you playing, but want make you want to get better at the game. Um, make them like smash. Done. Next topic. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <Those first. So laughs> you you, 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 def- you definitely have a point because 
Smash is like one of the only examples that I could think of where literally you could suck at that game like really bad, but I think you still have fun enough that you want to keep playing. Um, but you know, how how do you translate that into fighting games? Because the reason why Smash, in my, in my opinion, the reason why Smash is so popular is because of how simple the controls are. You know, you flick your stick up, you attack up. You flick your stick to the right, you attack right. You have a little button that does a special move. Very straightforward, right? The thing about fighting games that kills it for me is, oh, yo, wait up, new character. Let me pause the menu and go through my command list. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, X, X, Y, uppercut, backstep, B. Okay, cool. Like, okay. Smash is none of that. It's just you pick up the character. Yeah. They're all similar. They're a little different. You can get into it quick, but it takes years to become a pro. Yes. Like, really hit that. Like, it's continuous improvement versus. I feel like fighting games where they stagnate is you play the game for a couple of weeks, you learn the combos, plateau. Like, where is there to go? What John's doing. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's at that point. It's like, oh, he's playing this character, so I'm going to lose because so, combos. Dragon Ball. Fine, blah, 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 blah. Dragon Ball. First of all, I think Arxis Games is the best fighting game company out there right now. Doesn't mean that their games are the best fighting games. Like, that's subject to opinion and whatever you want in a fighting game. But I think they're doing the best job at exactly what you said. Like, Dragon Ball Fighters had, you had, you could rapid tap like a button for an easy combo. You could do light into medium into heavy on every character and it worked. And then you could, so like, you could graduate, right? You, you start playing the game, you start doing a bit of footsies. Oh, I hit him. XXXXXX. Okay, I got a combo. And then you start getting a bit more comfortable and you're like, oh, I hit him, hit confirm into medium heavy. And now I got like a slightly more damaging combo. And then once you're comfortable with the game, now you start like, like you can play the game without having to look up all the combos. I also, and this might be controversial, I think we need to get rid of like, I don't understand why every character needs to have like different, completely different combo strings. I know that their moves are different, obviously, and so that, but I think there should be basic combos that work for every character. I think that'll get people in because it stops that whole, I just picked up the character, pause. I can't play this game unless I know all of his combos. Yeah. You know what I think about this? Like the idea of playing video games uh, and, and, and losing till you get good is not fun. Yeah. Are we, are we yeah. on agreement on that? Right? Yeah. It, it all depends. I don't want to play until I get good. I want to be able to pick it up, smack my friend, and that's it. A lot of people, like, there's no instant gratification if I'm playing somebody and he's literally fucking botting me hardcore and I can't play. That's why fighters don't do as well as shooters. Because when I'm playing a shooter, it's not me versus you. It's me versus all 12 of them, and I could pop off and kill three of them with luck. And then I feel good about myself, and I go to bed, and I feel better. But if I were to lose seven matches in fucking Street Fighter all in a row, I'm gonna bash my head into the wall because I'm upset. Okay. So I guess that's, that's the truth years. for every game, though. Like you play a Halo with someone who's been playing it for years, and you just started, you're gonna get bodied. That's just because you didn't play a lot of fighting games, so you're not adept to it. Let's say, no, or but, but that's maybe the that's a big problem too. Is like you go from a Halo to Call of Duty, a lot of the skills are transferable. You go from fighting game A to fighting game B, combos are all different. Certain skills are transferable, like reading certain characters, but every character is different. You got to learn the game. It's a whole different process. So maybe that's something that... Yeah. Fundamentals stay the same. So a lot of the games I'll play with the same overhead work, like Magic, where you jump, you hit, and you get a hit confirm, and you can continue your combo. 
a lot of the games have like the only game that breaks this for me is is smash brothers that i could think of yeah some of them are back blockers some of them are button blockers but they all run the same you're blocking low you're blocking high uh you can't block in the air you could block in the air some of the games do some of the games don't so like they the fundamentals stay the same the only thing that changes is the fact that it's it's a 1v1 how many of you guys play game modes and shooters where it's 1v1 yeah, that, you're you're completely right though. That's what it is. It's so that just... it's completely fair, and that's the problem with fighting games. <laughs> that's there you go. It's it's that there's li- if I'm better than you, there's literally nothing you can do. And I I feel like a big part of the whole Smash Bros thing is that a lot. And I know Dimitri, you didn't play it uh, when you were younger very much, at least. But I feel like a lot of people played Smash Bros growing up, so a lot of us have like a very there's like a much more gradual curve of skill. Whereas if you go Street Fighter, you have people who played like Mike. I played Street Fighter at my cousin's house twice in my life. And then you have people who grew up playing Street Fighter. And what are you going to do? Make the game accessible for me? You just shot 20 years of that guy's skill that he's been practicing for out the window. Or you make the game so that it rewards his skill. And like, who do I practice with now? No, I understand. I need you to pick no. up the game with me. So, from what I got from this, the main problem is, I guess, what the intimidation of the one v one aspect of the game. That, like, if someone's better than you, yes, you're gonna get bodied, and that just is a complete turnoff. The because when you're playing a shooter, especially, I'm gonna use Halo as an example because that's actually a pretty good example since Halo does require a lot of skill to consistently kill people in that game you need to know when you should shoot in the head when you should shoot in the body like it's more than like a game like call of duty for example so i'm going to use halo as an example in shooters when you start off playing halo for the first time you suck okay you're garbage but i feel like more people will have will stick with halo and start getting better at that game than someone that gets bodied in like a street fighter or something you said the word though. You said to consistently headshot and blah blah blah. But that's the thing. I never played Halo very much. It was not my game. But it was the first shooter I picked up when like it first came out and I played with my friend. And he destroyed me, but I still got some kills in. That is not gonna happen with a fighting game. Like if you're you're not gonna pick up like, I don't know, guilty gear and go online and win one out of four rounds you're going to get completely destroyed you're not going to get a combo and you're not going to get anything there's no element of surprise there's no better weapons on the map there's no narrative it's too too fair it's too fair whoever plays more probably gonna win (laughs) so how can a fighting game get you to a level where you could at least put up a fight because i feel like if you could put up a fight like let's say i'm losing consistently but I'm losing, like, I'm getting three quarters of his health down, and then I lose. Like, I'm almost there. To me, that is where, that's, like, the sweet spot of it being addicting. Like, I don't mind losing, you know, 20 times. I guess it's probably just me, but I don't mind losing 20 times if I feel like I'm getting better at the game while I lose. Like, if I'm using Street Fighter as an example, for the last week, I've been losing consistently. It's just, like, today is the first day where it just suddenly clicked, and I started winning a few games. And now I'm now I'm now and I just want to keep playing more. I want to get better. What's the so, matchmaking system like? Is it skill based or is it random? It's rank, it's rank it's rank based. <laughs> so on like obviously you could fight a Smurf that's low rank and get your ass kicked, but I feel like you could easily tell if that's the case. 
Uh, but it is rank based. If you're playing, if you're in bronze, you play against a bronze or somewhere close. Maybe someone that's on a win streak in rookie or someone that's a, in like a little bit of a losing streak in the rank above you. It, it's pretty balanced, so it kind of makes it fair. So, so I'm gonna say, I know I'm shilling out this. This company should also pay me. Uh, <laughs> Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear is probably one of the most complex fighting games I've ever played, but their tutorial, I think, is the best tutorial ever. And if other games adopted a similar style of tutorial, I think it would really help people ease in. They have the typical training room. Obviously, they have like, oh, practice your combos and whatever. But what they do, at least in the the XRD, XRD Rev 2, one of the XRDs, they have a tutorial for each character that like, it's like an obstacle course. It's not even a fighting game, but it's like, oh, well, yeah. to get past this, you need to like forward dash, jump up, like air dash kind of thing, and then use like a, a an aerial to like strike. It's an obstacle course, but it gets you used to moving in ways where you have to kind of react, and it simulates <laughs> a f it simulates the kind of stuff you'd have to do in a fight without putting you in an actual fight that you you're gonna lose. Yeah, it's genius. And that they're it's it's absolutely because you're playing the tutorial and you feel like you're playing an adventure game and then you come out of it and you still get bodied but at the very least you're like oh well like i could have backdashed there i know how to backdash and i know how to react to oh shit i should backdash because i had to do that in like the the adventure game part of it yeah i think do, do you know what i think that fighting games are missing um there's a certain narrative that I would get off of shooters that I wouldn't get off of a fighting game. And I'll I'll explain. I could sure you can get combos and be like, yo, dude, I jumped off and I I hit this combo, that combo, that combo. But I have more fond memories of I was playing Gears of War, I picked up a sniper and I sniped everybody, all five other players. I got an eight. And I carried the whole team. You can do that with fighters, but it doesn't it doesn't solve the same narrative. There's also narratives that like PUBG creates by like, we landed here and we ran over there and we shot those guys over here. Like that you get these stories that build mm. in your games yeah. and well, you can't get that right? story. Yeah. But you don't yeah. get that story in a, in a fighting game. You won't get that. Like I, I won five matches because like I figured out how to tech grabs. I think you like, do. I mean, I Daigo Perry. Yeah, I, I disagree with that to be honest because there are moments. Let's say I'm, you know, it's a f tight fight. We have, one, dude, one. we have those moments. Yeah, we yeah in, in Smash all the time. Uh, but we like let's say you're it's a tight fight. You know, let's use Street Fighter again as an example. You have to win two rounds to win the fight. It's one one, and I'm getting bodied the second round. But then I'll, all of a sudden, you know, I just make a mental comeback. I have like a sliver of health left, and he has a full health bar, and I actually come back. That's a moment. That's pretty much exactly the same as oh i sniped five people in a row got an ace it's the same thing you probably your team probably died and you're the only one left and you killed the whole team you're about to die if all you just have to not block once but you still manage to you still manage to win so i feel like that moment still exists in a fighting game I mean, um, there's literally a moment 37 in the fighting game community like even with moment 37. Dimitri and i were yeah dimitri and i were talking about it before the fact that you can say to anyone who even like likes fighting games to a decent amount, you can say that the Daigo parry and they'll they'll know what you're talking about because it was a specific moment where yeah, I remember that, that came back. Yeah. Like, the fact that you know what that is. Like, I know. It's crazy. I remember it. your moment. That's something that Smash does right too, is that you can kill someone at zero percent. Mm. 
that, create that, those moments more often. Yeah. yeah. Well, there are no there's 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 element of environment that pretty much every other video game is missing. Like you're talking about 2D fields, like Mortal Kombat. I remember in like the old games, you could like smash through floors or certain kind of cool things that the environment did that allowed you to have these kind of experiences. But I mean, if you're playing Street Fighter, like what is it about the environment? The environment's just you know scenic view. Yeah. It's nothing really. From one map to another, it's the same exact game. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's whatever combos you bring into it. And if you don't know combos, you don't make those memories so you don't keep playing it. So I want to talk about Mortal Kombat a little bit because they're like both. They're literally the best at something and the worst at something at the same time. And I'm only talking about casual play. I'm not talking about the pros. They are the best at giving you content that you actually care about if you do not give a shit about online play. They give you a really addicting story mode. They give you the challenge yeah. mode, the crip. They keep you invested in a game that you probably suck at, but it doesn't matter that you suck at because there's stuff to do outside. On mm. the other end of the spectrum, which is what I'm talking about, I'm just talking about like what, why does uh, a game like Smash keep you invested and try to make you get better, whereas a fighting game doesn't? Mortal Kombat suffers by far the most from what Joe was talking about before. You have to go in the menu... Look at your combos, pick the combos that you want to memorize, which combos are good, which combos are bad. A game like Street Fighter doesn't suffer from that. You, yes, you have to fi figure out what, what your buttons do, like like where does a, a light punch hit and all that stuff. But, but that's it. That's all you need to figure out. There's no combos in a game like Street Fighter. Whereas a game like Mortal Kombat, it's set combos. I cannot stray outside the combos that the game is giving me. So whenever you're playing with casual friends, like when... When you just want to play the game, if you get the game for the first time, you're you're spending time in menus looking at these fucking combos for like ten minutes, and then you forget it. Oh shit, I, I forgot what combo it is. You go back in the menu. It makes the learning experience not fun. I think mm. Mortal Kombat has the worst out of all games, like that kind of experience. It makes it very difficult for a new player to get good. If I take a new character in Smash, it takes me about 30 seconds to kind of figure out the gist of it to be in game too, in game as well, yeah. like while you're fighting. Then what the game becomes is no longer about how much you know of the character uh, on specifics of like combos, but it becomes about getting to know how your character moves, getting to know your reach, and it's all basically becomes like reactive rather than like memorized. Yeah. So it's more of an it, it's like a fluid experience playing games like Smash versus kind of like a rigid and cut up experience playing games like uh, Mortal Kombat. Whatnot. Street Fighter to a lesser degree. So I would say like in the middle of Smash Mortal Kombat. I would yeah. say I would I mean, say Street Fighter is like you have the Smash and Mortal Kombat. I would say Street Fighter is actually really close to Smash Bros. There's very little like Well, you have characters like Vega that play weird. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what I mean is there's very little like I need to stop, pause, and look at this menu and just memorize. Like, yeah, there are combos the same way there are combos in Smash, but like Dimitri will beat me a hundred percent without using a single like yeah. memorized combo. He it's just all footsies. he outfootsies me. I think the real middle is something like Guilty Gear, where footsies is super important. But if you also like, you do also need to know your combos because it's an anime fighter, and and you know, even if if you don't know your combos, you can still do well. But if you're doing twelve percent on a punish, and I'm doing forty, yeah. It's yeah. the same as Street Fighter. Street Fighter is the same thing. You could punish with like a heavy kick, heavy like heavy, jumping heavy kick, low heavy kick. That does like twenty percent damage. But if you know what you're doing, you could literally do like forty five percent damage 
uh, off of a punish, but that's the same right? in smash bros right it's the like... same in smash bros as well so i think street fighter is the closest they're like the closest to the, sh- the sweet spot whereas like there's no combos like there's no like real like mortal Kombat style combos where if you do it the exact same way every time it's gonna work every single time there's a little bit more to it and, and honestly you could make it far with just footsie game and like basic bread and butter combos it's just there's nothing that i guess gives you incentive to get good whereas at least a game like mortal Kombat, there's the story mode and everything and then maybe you fall in love with the game and you get good that way or a game like smash where you just get better while playing a hundred percent like you, you pick a character you like how like they're very simple moves and you just realize while you're playing like oh oh this combos into that two hit combo easy okay perfect now i know that and i'm never not going to know that it's a very simple input to make whereas a game like street fighter you have to do like medium kick hadouken like the hadouken motion is very difficult to some people yeah. so it makes it a lot more complicated than a game like smash i also mm-hmm. think they need to streamline those things like Again, I, I know I'm probably going to piss off a lot of like hardcore fighting game, but I don't un- projectile Hadouken motion. I don't under I don't see a reason to not. If your character has a projectile, I should be able to just do that motion. And be like, did I do something? Yeah, I have a projectile. No, this character doesn't have a projectile. Like I don't understand. And Mortal Kombat, I think, is really guilty of this, where they're like, <laughs> this character's projectile is like down, down, up, B. Back, back, front, B. Back, front, back, front, <laughs> B. Like, yeah, no, I, I get it. I actually nope. want, I challenge a, a, a fighting game company to make a game because there's a lot of, like, extra buttons that you don't really use. Why not yeah. have a button dedicated to a fireball? And, like, everyone has it. Like, oh, no, maybe stick. not everyone has it. Maybe, like, two special moves, just like Smash uh, Smash Bros, where you have the special move button. Maybe, like, L1 and R1 or something. Uh, no, L2... L one and R one. Sorry, yeah, I'm I'm just being stupid. So I'm gonna L1 get my paycheck again. You're talking about Guilty Gear, that uh, has a, do, a special button. They actually have button. like, but they don't have they, Duke emotions and stuff. I think it's they do also, but okay. they have like, they have like the punch buttons, the kick buttons, and the special button. Dragon Ball has it too. Yeah, well, it's same company. Yeah. No, but I'm like really talking about like everyone has a unique special like in dragon yeah, yeah. ball it's usually yeah. the, the the beans right the, the... in in guilty gear it's like my guy's a, a pool player his special creates pool balls on the screen your guy is a swordsman his special shoots uh like a projectile like straight for it's completely different interesting yeah i have to give that i'm game telling a try. you this game I have, to give, I have to give that game a try uh yeah we can we'll remote play it later cool. uh and i'll get my ass kicked i don't know anything about it i haven't played it since i was 12. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm done. You guys want to jump to the next topic? Yeah, yeah I think, I I think we're ready. Too. I'm so, pretty done with fighting games. I mean, it's a topic I'm pretty passionate about because I've always been like the, the fighting game guy in my group and I can never get my friends to play. Pick, pick a fucking John, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right, so I think mine's next. Yeah, yeah. What's so um, we're going to have to disclaimer before I get into my topic. I don't think Dark Souls is a hard game. With that being said, I want to know <laughs> what you guys think makes a game difficult. And so the reason I prefaced with that is I don't think Dark Souls is a hard game because the only times I struggled with Dark Souls was when I was surprised by something. And there is an easy solution to that, which is... I Sorry? Did you beat any of them? Uh, I beat the first one. I don't know. 
I beat one of them on my at my cousin's house. I don't know. You would know. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. No, I beat it at my cousin's house. Okay. I'll give you I want a counterexample before we go into this. Go but on. in Dark Souls, when you get to um what's his name again? Ornstein and Smog. You play mm-hmm. that part where you have to run up this damn thing in Anorlondo. It's like um giant kind of you're like skimming across the building while archers are firing at you. And then okay. you get into this room, and then you have to fight this boss, and there's two of them. And they, when you kill one, the other guy pretty much devours the energy of the other guy and becomes like twice as large. Okay. That is what makes games difficult, because it doesn't matter how many times you fight that boss. You can learn every bit of his moveset. The game is still hard. There's no item you can get to make your character super hard. There's no uh, leveling that you can do. Like It'll get easier. But the game was still super freaking hard. Like, I... see, to me, that's not difficulty. I guess, like, to me, what would make a game hard, and that's why, like, for me, PvP games are hard because the better I get at them, the better I do, and I start off bad, and I progress, and I get better at it. So fighting games are hard. <laughs> fighting it, yeah, yeah. But that's what makes a ga- What is it that makes a game hard? I can say that humans make a game hard because playing against people who are adapting to you makes it hard. But that doesn't really work for non-PVP games. Yeah, and um, with the Dark Souls thing, like if I'm getting better and I'm not doing better, then the difficulty doesn't feel the difficulty feels artificial to me. And that's how it always felt in Dark Souls. It just felt like I got to just keep redoing this until I get a pattern that like. Uh, it just well, works. You do get better eventually. Like you do progress, and you get a lot better. Your rolling gets better. You figure out the right set of armor and equipment for that specific boss that you can kind of works with your play style. You start figuring out a few of the move sequences because there's a lot of different move sequences with these bosses, right? And I yeah, think yeah. that's what makes something difficult too is that it's unpredictable the fights. So you have just you know like a flash second to react, and it'll that one little flash second of reaction is you dying or winning. Uh, not dying but staying alive and you just continuously have to but i get your your point that you're making is that it starts to feel as like a coin toss like a 20-sided die you just roll it until you land on 20 like you have the perfect run but you'll see like some players you know run through the game and do it flawlessly so i think there is a lot of improvement that happens in the game which a lot of players won't ever achieve because they either you know summon players online to help them with these crazy bosses or they um yeah, pretty much that. Like you can summon players to help you and be fair. The boss and pretty. I'm not good at Dark Souls. I'll say that right now. Like I, the reason I don't know which one, I, it was one or two. I played it at my cousin's house and I didn't enjoy it. Like I was just playing it with him because he wanted it to. He wanted to get through the whole thing. But so I'll, I'll put it to you, and that's where my question comes from. What is it that makes a game hard? And we're gonna not count PvP in this. Yeah, of course not. I want to focus strictly on PVE. Um, Bro, like you said, you said Dark Souls is hard, but what makes it a hard game for you? So I agree with both of you. So I understand what you're talking about, Adam. Um, so when you're in Dark Souls, when you're playing Dark Souls, and you, like you go into a room and you just didn't know that an enemy was around the corner behind like some boxes, and he comes out and just hits you with a one-hit move, and you're dead. To me, that's forced difficulty. That's just you didn't know, and then you die. It doesn't it, happen. It, it happens sometimes. It happens, it happens. sometimes. You learn. After the first time it happens to you, you learn to walk with your shield out. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's easy. You turn around corners and you back out. But if you learn that skill one time, you learn it 
throughout the game and every other game that comes out. Okay, what, what I was trying to say is that there's a lot of cheap stuff in in Dark Souls, like and and that whole series. There's a lot of cheap stuff, and if we're going for bo- like in terms of bosses, which is like the hardest part of the game, half the bosses once you figure it out, they change into like something completely different and like completely blindsides you. And then again, just adds like more difficulty. Just, I feel like it's artificial. It's, it's, they're just trying, they're just like blindsiding you with something completely different than what you're currently focusing on. You have to memorize the bad guy. It's not like you're playing destiny two and they're just throwing HP at you. And they're like, by the way, this guy does more damage and has more health. Yeah, That's not difficult. That's not difficulty at all. That's just no, that's developers cheap. going and being yeah. cheap. That's being cheated out. That's that's a cheap boss. Yeah. A good boss is where you have different phases, like the Monster Hunter, where you're fighting this thing and it changes and there's a different pattern happening. And this pattern that I'm getting killed one shot from, yeah, fine, I'm pissed off about it, but like, I need to play and there's a counterplay for it. And what I agree on is Joseph saying that, yeah, I'm learning skills as I'm playing. I learn, okay, I need to react to that door. Well, that door's reaction time that I need to react to is also going to convert to the boss when he uses his new skill that I didn't know was coming. Okay. You pick up skills as you play. The reason why the game is like that is because it's teaching you, I'm going to cheat you if you don't pay for, pay attention. Okay. So I want to I wanna throw an, an example in here. Uh, I don't know if how many of you guys played Celeste. Uh, Celeste is just a basic-ass platformer. You have a jump and you have a dash. You could use the dash in any direction you want. So you could jump and mm-hmm. dash up. Okay, so it's very it's very straightforward. So you have very straightforward controls. And each room is one screen. And in the screen, you see everything in front of you. There's no tricks. There's no nothing like that. Yet that game is still very difficult. So I guess what I'm, what, what I'm trying to say is a game like Celeste is difficult. And it's fucking, you know, upfront about it. It's This is a difficult stage. So a game like Dark Souls, if we put it into Celeste, it's like, oh, I see the stage. Okay, I got to do this, this, this and to get up here. It's hard to do that, but it's 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 straightforward. And then while you're doing it, a fucking like missile comes and kills you out of like from the outside of the screen where you didn't know. Yes, now I know that that's there, but I feel like I shouldn't have died from something I did not know was going to happen. That's forced mm-hmm. difficulty. That's mm-hmm. what Adam's talking about. To me, it's just. Uh, I think some Dark Souls bosses do that, but not all. I get it. But I want John to help me out here. Maybe you guys might know this one too, but I think I remember John played as well. Uh, Xbox 360, it's a shooting mech game. It's really hard. Kind of like aliens in it. It's, uh, I believe it was a Japanese game. You like can jump into mechs. You remember what I'm talking about? Uh, How's it called? I had it. I made a couple. It was a mech shooter. Yeah, it's like kind of like a frozen like wasteland type thing. You're this dude. Lost oh, you're talking about the the one that's in um, Lost, Lost Planet. Planet? It's, yeah. in it's in the, the chat. It's in the oh, chat. Yeah. Lost Planet Lost. too. That to me was a game that was difficult and fun because there's a lot about it has to do with resource management, like knowing when to use your mech, knowing when to like not use your mech, limited sure. amount of resources. So I think and there was so I think that that's what makes a game hard is leveling and the amount of time you play 
like shouldn't make your character exponentially stronger like in World of Warcraft, where you become level sixty, yeah, go to yeah. level one area, and the game yeah. is easy, right? That's that's a given. Like Pokemon's guilty of that, but it doesn't necessarily make a game not fun. These games are plenty fun. Yeah. But we're talking about difficult and fun, and I think that would be a good example. It's like, and Dark Souls one, to me, was that as well because it's you have a limited amount of resources to complete a set objective, and despite Let's say you, you're a pro and you beat every other game in the series and you're going to Dark Souls 1 for the first time. You'll have certain skill set that will make the game easier. But at the same time, you still have a limited amount of resources and you'll get better as you play the game. And I think that's, that's pretty much what makes the game fun and so, hard. Because you have hard games that aren't fun. So I don't know. Like, Is your I, argument what makes the game hard and fun or just hard? Just, yeah. I meant diff, like diff, challenging in a difficult way, not not hard mm -hmm. because obviously I think it's really easy to make a game that's just hard and not <laughs> fun to play, right? Like, <laughs> um, but so to to take what you said, I I do think it's that it's there is a resource you have a limited amount of it, whether it be information, health, like whatever jumps anything, and I guess Dimitri and I fall on the side of like I want to know. I would rather know everything about that resource. Like in Celeste, for example, the resources like your jumps, your 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 dashes, anything like that. I know exactly what I have and I know exactly what I have to get through. How do I do it and can I execute it properly? Whereas in Dark Souls, I feel like one of the things they limit you on is information. Like you don't exactly know or like the boss will charge up for a move and my first reaction a lot of the time in Dark Souls, I remember being like, I have no idea what this move is about to do. And some people might love that. I hated that. I like the Zelda thing where the boss does this. It's very clearly just a straight down chop. Like it's a very telegraphed thing. And I have all the information I need to complete it on the first thing. Whereas in Dark Souls, he'll do this and then he'll go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so, but but Zelda's not hard, so that's a bad no, no, example. No, but yeah, because Zelda's I, not I'm hard. I'm saying I'd I'd rather have that moment where I need to figure it out. But once I figured it out, I find like give me the information to figure it out and don't make it linger after I figured it out. Which well, is another problem. What's a hard game that you guys all enjoyed? Well, obviously Celeste. Um, obviously Celeste Last Jedi. Um, is it really hard though that game? I had a hard time, but I played it on a hard difficulty. Okay. It played like it played like solid law uh, Dark Souls. That's why I was able to like say, okay, well, I got cheated, but like I wasn't playing the game and I didn't know what that guy did first. So when I walked into that room, I came in prepared that time. So I didn't know the layout, but I figured the layout to what you guys your argument is, right? Okay. Mm. I have a few arguments uh <clears throat> regarding difficulty in games. I think there's like three things that take away from like to, to me what if any of these games are subject to using any of the three points i'm gonna i'm gonna make i find it's just cheap it's just cheap difficulty we already talked we talked about pretty much everything but 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 one uh adding more health to people like to enemies that's cheap it's if like, fantasy. If, like any rpg basically like your and any uh, mmos and your destinies and everything just adding health to something yes obviously it's hard but it's it's cheap like it, it doesn't make the game harder you're just it makes the game longer and yes a longer game is a little bit harder but it, it's cheap second thing is uh which is what in my opinion dark souls fall guilt falls guilty of 
immediately is the element of just surprise. Just being surprised by something. Obviously, it's hard. Obviously, you're going to die from the thing that's going to surprise you. But it's it's like, come on. So Dark Souls, you go to the boss, you die from the first surprise. Fuck. Okay, now I know that that's going to happen. So I I, I beat it the first. I, I beat that part of the boss now. Then he does something else that's completely out of left field that surprises you. And it's like, oh my God, now I died again. I got to do the same thing. I know the first thing. I know the second thing. To me, that's just, I don't know. It's not like the boss is not difficult. They're just cheesing you with moves. And a lot of people like that. And a lot of people like to know that, okay, I could beat that because now I know that's coming. But to me, I feel like that's forced difficulty. And that's what Adam so hates about solution, it. Then? What's the solution? You get to a boss and you're going to beat it on your first try. No, of course not. No. Like, you know, Dark Souls, I don't think Dark Souls is an easy game. Like, re regardless of that stuff, I'm not saying that Dark Souls is easy, 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 and it's yeah. a joke. And the only time I die is because I'm not prepared. I think the times that I die that I'm not prepared for it, or I don't have the information necessary to, like, I shouldn't die and go, now I can survive that. I should die and go, I should have seen that coming. A cheap death is where you die because of the controls. That too. Yeah. If but... I was playing, if I was playing Super Meat Boy, and Super Meat Boy's character wasn't one for one exactly what I was pressing, and there was an input delay, I'd be like, "This game's hard, not because it's hard, but because it's fucking cheap, and it's fucking cheating me out and making the game harder because of a uh, 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 a fake like uh, difficulty curve." You know what I mean? Like it's not. Yep. Yeah. Which yeah, uh, it... I'm glad you brought that game up because that to me is a perfect example of a fucking difficult game that has no surprises it's just it's honest it has perfect controls and it's hard as shit and that that's that's exactly what i'm talking about in my like my opinion of a hard game is a game like super meat boy where you see the whole stage everything that could kill you is very visible and you're still going to die probably a hundred times a stage especially in the later stages so that's a to, great. Uh, it, it's a great thing that you brought up. I, I just wanted to talk about the third point, yeah. which is what John talked about with Je Jedi, the Star Wars game. I don't feel like playing a game on hard mode instead of easy mode counts as a game being harder because that adds to the first point of they're just adding more health. You die easy. You die faster. the The game is not. It, it's 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 like fake hard basically. They're just making it making a game that's pretty easy harder just by tweaking a few numbers you know what i mean i think that's i think it still does add like it depends to what degree because there's like the there's like the extreme hard version of the uh uncharted games and that was just dumb like yeah. you would die in two shots and there were and moments, more enemies but that's... the problem was they didn't think about what they were doing with that because there were moments where enemies would start shooting at you right out of a cutscene, and you're in the open so there were literal moments where it would just be like the cutscene ends, you're in the open with gunfire and you you just died. Like you can't. I literally had to just reset the cutscene, hold like dodge roll, and then sometimes I didn't die and I got to a safe place and then I could play. Um, I do want to say because Joe, you asked what could they do to change that, and Dark Souls does do this a couple of times. I, again, I've only played whichever one my cousin has. But I have seen people play Dark Souls and some of their bosses do it. Have things that react that have the same move animations as the bosses. And like I said, some of their bosses do have that. For example, if in like the Mega Man games, a lot of the times you'll fight an enemy 
that has a move that's the same as the boss's move. So when the boss uses that move, maybe it's more damaging, maybe it's a little faster, but you're still like, oh, I've seen this kind of projectile before. I know what it's going to do. It's just coming at me and it's a lot more dangerous than it used to be. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of stuff makes a game a lot more fair where it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to expect with this boss, but he's doing this exact same slashing motion as like the mini enemy that I faced before that didn't one shot kill me. Now it feels fair because if I get one shot killed by this, I've seen this already. I should know what he's about to do. So you're saying the level design is not good enough. In the Again, game. In what opinion, I remember, what I remember from it isn't. It's not to say that Dark Souls isn't good enough. It's that it. I felt cheated enough for that to be the lasting memory I took from it. Mm. Well, for, for sure, the first thing um, you do in Dark Souls, like fighting a boss, is not try to beat it. Um, some of them you could, but most of them it's it's information gathering. Because uh, like in, uh, was, uh, I was playing Bloodborne uh, recently because it was on PS Now. And there was like one boss that's, uh, <laughs> it's so troll because they give you this really good weapon. You find this really good weapon. It's like this electric mace. And then the boss right after that is an electric boss. So it's like you have this equipped to you. You're fucked. Because now you can't damage him. <laughs> you have an electric mace. But so that's, that's, it, it, that's hilarious. Sure. But to me, that's see, annoying. Because what they, it, what they should have done in that case, right, is before the boss battle, you have the boss show up or something where he doesn't attack you. And you, you take a swing at him and you're like, Oh crap, that didn't work. And then he runs right, into it. Dying. dying is the meme of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's my point is like, that's how, to me, you would make Dark Souls a hard game and not a cheap game. Like you said, you go into the boss to collect information. That information collecting should be introduced to you in some way before the boss, in my opinion. Not just, I go in there as many times as I need to to understand what's going on, but oh, I'm recognizing things from before. In Zelda, again, not a hard game. But you collect an item, they teach you how to use that item, and then you have a puzzle with that item. Yeah. And it, it's not difficult, but there's a, you can do that in a way that is difficult, right? In most, like in, in Super Meat Boy and Celeste, you get a, t- a skill, they teach you the basic way to, of using that skill, and then they'll put you in a situation where... No, you don't even get skills. You don't even get skills. The game is of you run, you jump. And you could stick Fair on walls, and you could jump, jump on walls. There you go. That's I, how you. That's how you play the game. Now they I make said, a no, I meant hard game. Yeah, I know, I know, I know what you yeah. mean. Now they made a hard game based out of a very simple controls. That to me is like the definition of a difficult game. Like it's honest. I th- I think that's the thing. It has to be honest. You could still have. You can know exactly how to use things. You can know exactly what the boss is going to do, and still make it a difficult game. Whereas a game like Dark Souls, to me, it's, and it is hard. I'm not saying Dark Souls is not hard. You're going to die. It's annoying. And you do overcome it and you feel good about yourself. And it's a very difficult game. It has everything that a hard game ha- like has in terms of like the dopamine that you get when beating it. But it's cheap. You know, like it's, it, it, they don't tell you anything. They just throw you in there and you just get your ass kicked. And then, you, and then okay, you overcome the, the thing that kicked your ass. And then they do something else that's completely cheesy and you die again and then you have to respawn like 30 minutes away sometimes which is very no. annoying maybe like 10 minutes away they don't have a checkpoint right outside the boss very rarely yeah, you have to go you have to go through a bunch of enemies you have to go through a bunch of enemies. white wall of smoke to tell you you're about to go into a boss Make sure yeah <laughs> but see that's that's fair yeah that i like about dark souls 
that you get the wall of smoke. You don't have to do it that way, but Dark Souls no, tries you to just do that run way. back. Now you Great. learn the map. You know, restore your your health potions or get whatever you need. Uh, I mean, you could if you don't want surprises, you could always read a tutorial. But even if you read the tutorial, this is the beauty of it, right? You want to go, you want to research the boss, read the tutorial, go online, ask people no. questions, whatever. No. You learn all about the boss, you're still not going to be able to beat the boss. No, you're still going to because you got to go and you got to face him yourself, and you got to learn when to roll. Even though you know he's going to do right. the attack, he's going to tell you, "Hey, once you roll, wait like three seconds as you swing again." You're still going to have a challenge. Like even if you played him ten times, you know the game by heart. You're still going to go in there a little ready. Like you're not going to be like, "Oh, okay, this guy." Like, Steve, but it's that's like a where Pokemon I, gym battle. Hey, I'm 20 levels higher than you. Okay. That's hey, where I agree with you, though. Whatever. I think they do that right. I no. think they do that right. I think it's all the other stuff that kind of detracts from it. No, but give me, okay. I'm going to defend this game till my death, but give me a game that does this better. Like you said, uh, Mega Celeste. Man. I haven't played Celeste. Mega Man. Mega Man. Celeste, Super Meat Boy. Mega uh, platformers far, are... But... Uh, are kind of common in of the what, same what genre. Think. How about that? Of the same genre. Of the same genre. Beat em ups. Devil May Cry. Really? That game's hard yeah. as fuck. Really? But it's honest as shit. Devil May Cry is hard as fuck. I agree with you. But but but, what, but they they don't, they don't hide anything from you. Like they. And the enemies very often. I only played four, but huh. there were a lot of moments where you face an enemy. The boss has a lot of traits that are similar to that yeah. enemy, so you have a good idea of what to expect. Or you face the boss once, you can't beat, like, you don't kill him, he goes away. You face him again, and you're like, okay, I'm expecting him to have similar moves, maybe upgraded, but, like, I kind of know what to expect. All right. Um, Mega Man, I think, is a masterclass in this. Mega yep. Man's a masterclass of, like, you walk up, no instructions or anything, and, again, it's not a hard game, but the teaching you to play a game like there's a there's a gap and you're like okay well i gotta jump let me click buttons until it jumps that's how i jump cool oh i gotta there's like a a wall here but a little passage underneath i guess i have to slide let me try walking into it no let me try okay this works and they introduce like really gradually and then you get a boss where there's gaps there's dives there's you know all the mm. stuff you picked up here's another thing about Either devil may cry video. here's another thing about devil may cry that actually makes it a difficult and honest game and it actually takes some things from fighting games if you think about it devil may cry has combos devil may cry if you like to basically get the most damage out of your combo you have to know what to do so someone that's not that good at the game who like let's say you know blocks the the the, the enemy's moves and then you you know do your damage someone that's not that good at the game will do a little bit of damage whereas someone that's really good at the game could do a full combo that they probably memorized because they practiced and they actually got better at the game and do a lot of damage. Whereas you someone that gets do better the same combo over and over again. Like that game is not hard. I didn't find it hard. One of which Devil May Cry did you play and when was the last time you played the it? Last one, five. You just figure out a combo for each character and you fucking exploit it. You do it over and over and over again. Like I'll, I do it, I totally disagree with you. I'll say this. I'm not talking about Devil May Cry five when I'm talking about Devil May Cry. I'm talking about the first three games. I haven't played the fourth and the fifth. Okay. One is fucking difficult. So I don't know what the new games are. I'm sure they streamlined it so that it could be fun to play for everyone. But if you go back and play Devil May Cry 1, that game is fucking hard. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. mostly talking about like that one. Uh, and that game actually has combos. And depending on the situation, if you knock him in the air, if you hit him in down, like they're, they're, it's not just a button mashing game, which mm -hmm. is what I like about it. Uh, John, what's, what's yours? I feel like... Uh... 
like the difficult game like yeah like a, an example of a game that you found like really challenging man i'm gonna be honest with you racing games are ruthless that's fair like why some simulator racing games are ruthless because you can make one mistake and all the 10 minutes of you racing has been completely worth nothing i agree it with is that. the only game where you have to perfectly do a run through the race without making a mistake it's yep. not like uh, like you take two three hits from a boss, big deal. But if you're if you're playing Gran Turismo and you've been racing for ten minutes and this guy's been on your ass the whole fucking race, and you smash a little bit or you slow down and you took that last turn too slow and he bolts past you, well, you just lost. I agree with you. Uh, I think simulating simulation racing games are very difficult. It's actually one of the reasons why I don't play because I don't care enough for racing games. But it was difficult enough that made me say, you know what? I, I can't do it. I suck. Uh, whereas someone who wants to put the time in will actually get really good at racing games. It's honest. It's not cheap. That's a perfect example, in my opinion. Something that's... Just, I think honesty is the key to a hard game. A you game. could be cheated in a racing game. There could be catch-up on the cars. So, like, a lot of these arcade racers, and the reason why a lot of racing guys don't like it is because there's, like, an invisible difficulty that's put on the bad guys because you've been racing perfectly, but these dudes have been, like, basically been... This is why I'm not talking about arcade games. This is why I'm talking mostly about simulation games, not arcade games. Arcade games is fake difficulty. When you're in first place, man, it's horrible. Yeah, Mario Kart, that's... You can't get good at Mario Kart. As much as we can laugh at Mario Kart, the time time trial in Mario Kart still follows, in my opinion, the same rule. And that's when you talk about racing games, I never really got into them except for time trial. And time trial, John, I think I was like, I turned into you when I play time trials where it's like three, two, one, go. I didn't get a frame perfect start with a frame perfect turn. Start. That's and it. You just, you just keep going. And you have all the information there. There's no RNG in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Mario Kart, sure, I think there is some, but like whatever. In most racing games, there isn't really any if you're doing time trial mode. It's like, I know everything I need to do. It is my execution. And if I didn't get it 100%, I didn't get it. Mm. That's it. The base it's game is not the, the base game has forced difficulty because of items. But yeah, time trial is an actual skill. Like you need to, to maximize time, like the time to get to the finish line. It's it's very difficult for sure. So I, I would consider mm-hmm. that. But no one's playing Mario Kart for time trial. It's a very like specific There's a lot niche. of people. Specific There's niche. a lot of people. It, it's a niche. Even if it's a lot of people, it's still a niche. It is a niche market though. <laughs> like I'm not, you know what I mean? Me, John, and Putty, that's it. The element of surprise, while it, makes, while it makes it difficult, I feel like that's cheap. I feel like that's cheating. I think that's that's my my take on it. Fine, fine, One thing final, I do like answer. for difficulty, um, ranking. Again, Monster Sanctuary does it. Uh, a lot of the Devil May Cries do it. I don't know what the fuck them, but I think... All of them do it. Like, when they get when it's just you can play the game now why don't you actually try and play the game like efficiently i think that's great like monster hunter it's a pokemon game the game is probably easier than pokemon if you Which just game? want to monster um, hunter the yes monster sanctuary sorry yeah. okay okay because i was like sorry, monster sorry, hunter sorry. it's not, not a pokemon, pokemon game <laughs> that's like a sorry, boss simulator where you fight like dragons and fucking shit yeah. monster sanctuary it's probably just as easy as pokemon until you're like well i want an egg from this thing i need to five star it and then there's like different ways you can get a difficult like mm. different things you need to do during a fight to get that rating 
and it adds difficulty without it's basically time trialing a game right yeah. it's like trying to speed run a game any any final, i need to check this game out any final points on uh difficulty in video games what makes a game hard Dark Souls is a good game. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I'll, I mean, you're definitely not wrong because people absolutely love that game. Yeah. Dark Souls 1. No, Perfect all game. the Dark Souls people love, including okay. Bloodborne. Dark Souls 2 sucks. I'm going to say this, right? Dark Souls because not fun. Dark... probably the one Adam played. <laughs> in, in, in Grand Turismo, getting all the licenses was actually fucking hard. I don't care what anybody says. I, that's right. I'm serious. Getting the licenses was, was difficult as fuck. And it was hard because it wasn't fair. And I'm you were gonna... cheated, but it's okay because you got the license, you got the race in those bigger races. Okay, I'm over it. Gran so, Turismo. So tier list, Mario Kart, Time Trials, <laughs> Gran Turismo. What? Dark Souls. No. My, my final point is that platformers are the, the hardest games and the most honest. Well, one thing, uh... last thing I want to add. Continue on that. No, no, I was just going to say, I, I would honestly put racing games above platformers if you're going for perfection because platformers still have inherently some sure. leeways racing games it's it's literally can you execute perfect i won't argue that racing games are fucking simulation racing games are fucking hard I'll, I'll, i agree 100 hmm. percent. joe you were saying a game should be difficult without having to switch any settings or do anything different like it should just be the game so for example if you're playing a game and there's like a hard mode that's not really hard yeah that's that's, yes. that's what I said before. I I, I don't I, I I don't count those as hard games. Yes, it's harder, obviously, but it's mm-hmm. it's fake. It's not it's fake difficulty. Yeah. But then okay. also to add on to that, if you have to five star something, that's just it adding fake difficulty. Sure. Right? Because it's basically yeah. asking you to beat something that you already beat, but beat it better. Like yeah. that right. to me is also a cheap way out. It, it depends on the implementation of it. To me, like, I look at it more like a puzzle. Like, there's a, there's a hard way, a way that you can try and figure out to beat this fight perfectly. You don't have to do that to continue. But it's like a time trial, right? Like, you don't need to do time trials to play a racing game. Oh, but... So to me, that like, makes it game hard. Super Meat, Boy. Super Meat Boy, right? They have, like, the little extra things that you can get and they'll unlock characters or whatever. Yeah, the level itself is still difficult. You're still gonna enjoy the experience. Yeah, but if you want an extra challenge, you go for that special item. So whether you beat the level the normal way or you beat the level the added complexity way, yeah. you're still gonna have a really fun experience. Right. I guess I'm. It's the it's the the aim of the game, right? Like in Monster Sanctuary, the goal of that game is not to be challenging; it's to be. Well, it's like, an adventure I, game, right? It's to explore to find new right. things. Right, but they add in. They add in that in, in the sense of like, if you want to challenge yourself, try yeah. playing it while you get five stars and, and whatever. That's just I achievement hunting. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. That. <laughs> Click here to go to our old podcast. And I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's jump into the final topic. Um, we are running pretty long, but I do want to talk about Joe's topic quite a bit. So Joe, what's your... Um, so I've been playing, I just beat Final Fantasy VII, and one thing I noticed about the game was, I'm not sure how I feel about it, yeah, I'm not sure too much how I feel about it yet, like I enjoyed it, but at the same time I feel like maybe it was overplayed, and it, I feel like this is a topic that's overplayed a lot in a lot of, especially video games coming out from Japan, but 
think American games are guilty uh, a certain degree. And sometimes it's done well, sometimes it's done not well. So my question for you guys is, what makes sexuality good in a game? When is it too much? Like when they're like, if you're having a, like Street Fighter, for example, is the perfect example that it's it's just too much. You know, you have like Chun Li and Cami. It's it's basically pornography to me. And I'm there to play a fighting game, not want to jerk off, basically. You know? Yeah. So it feels like, hey, buy this game. Look at these super gorgeous characters. Like I don't want to buy a game because there's gorgeous characters. Like I want to buy a game because it's fun. And if the characters are pretty too, well, it's just not a bonus. So I will jump on the Street Fighter thing because I was actually thinking about this earlier. And I okay, I'm not I'm not here defending their outfits or jiggle physics. We'll get to that. Like, <laughs> but it does for Street Fighter specifically. It comes from a very specific place where the core mechanic of that game is punches, kicks, or like even if you're doing fireballs or whatever, it's still arm hand movements or leg movements or whatever. And there's a really nice talk about the designer about how like they've been criticized for, well, your dudes look like super jacked and unrealistic and the proportions are all off. And they're like, well, essentially, if you're playing a fighting game, the important elements are the arms and the legs. And we wanted to make sure that those things are uh, accentuated. A lot of the characters, male or female, are not really wearing pants because you can see their legs or they're wearing like very tight clothing men as well. Same thing with the arms. The arms are very usually exposed because you can see, oh, like I can see him moving. He's going for a jab and I can react to that. They're also way bigger than they should be. Every character has legs for days and arms but like Wolverine. There's a difference between accentuating and yeah, 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 I'm getting to that. So, up like fan service. So it, okay. it came from that. It came from these characters need to be accentuated to better serve the game. And then it starts getting into, from that point, they start going into like, well, if our dude has biceps out to here, why can't the chick have tits out to here? Okay. And then... It, I feel like having... I'm not saying it justifies it. Your anything. fighting skills, but... I have an example of a bad... Like, I have an example of it being way... Well, over bad and good. Let's give a bad example and good example. So, okay, so I'll, I'll go for the bad example first, because that's what I just thought of right now. Have you guys played Metal Gear Solid Five? Oh my god! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the re the reason why I'm bringing it up is because the 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 reason for the 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 you know skin being shown in Street Fighter, I just thought of Kojima saying the same thing about Quiet in the game. Remember Quiet with her, I, you yes. know, you know bikini and you know, like brawn panties. She has a tactical bikini. The reason why she was showing so much skin, according to Kojima, is because in the lore, like in her lore. She needs to, she like she breathes from her skin, so she needs to expose all her skin mm. in order to breathe. I feel it's like that's like the stupidest. Right? I, I don't know what the bayonetta. Well, it's her hair is the weapon. The hair is the weapon. Yeah. See, the bayonetta thing actually like plays into the gameplay, and they're doing it on. Per they're like, we're gonna sexualize the hell out of this character, so her hair is gonna turn into a giant fist and punch you. Quiet. I don't think she, like her being a plant ever actually matters. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. It's just to me, it's just an excuse to sh to for sex appeal, basically. That that's that so that you could see quiet and say like, oh yeah, I want to play that game because. Is that your I bad be, example or a good example? That's though? a bad example. I think that's just a bad excuse to put, you know, a sexualized woman in the game, uh, over sexualized women. Sorry, uh, I don't have. It. I mean, Bayonetta is actually a pretty good example in my opinion because it's. 
I mean, first of all, it's a mature game, you know, it's kids are not going to play it. Um, she's still, while being very sexy, she's still a very powerful woman in the game. And you could tell, you could tell, you know, she's very, you know, um, she's very, um, what's the in word? Control. For? In control. In control. There you go. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to think. She's, she's very in control of the situation and she's very powerful and she's, she's presented that way too. Like, don't fuck with Bayonetta while at the same time being very good looking. So to me, you get the best of both worlds, and I think that's a good way of presenting sexuality in video games, Whip on the women's side, at least. Well, if these girls are fighters, you know, in Street Fighter, naturally they're going to be, like, super fit, and they're going to be, like, sure. probably attractive women. There's nothing wrong with that. To, you know, the guys are buff, they're good-looking dudes, whatever. But there comes a point where it's it's clear what they're doing, right? You know, yes. it's clear, yeah. like... Like Tifa, there's no reason. It makes absolute perfect sense that she's super fit and it's gonna have like really nice legs and super tight stomach. She's a fighter. Like she's an amazing fighter. Makes perfect sense. <clears throat> but why is she wearing a top up to here and uh, super tight skirt? You know, like those kind of things. It's like okay, well that's for the fans. Like it's is it done properly? Is it not done properly? I yeah. I think it comes down to and it, this is the same thing for any character for any trait ever. Passive characters are very rarely a good character design. They can be, especially if it's like supporting. But usually, like if a character is passive in in whatever's going on around them, not always a good thing. And I think for sexuality, that's like a big a big thing. If you are sexualized because the game says you're sexualized and then you need to defend why that is like in street fighter the characters are, i'm not def i wasn't defending the sexualization in street fighter i was just kind of giving an origin of like this is why they ended up being so overtly like that hmm. but at the end of the day those characters are just sexualized because the game says so and then the game might try and like backtrack an explanation hmm. whereas i think bayonetta is perfect the character of Bayonetta is I am sexual. I'm choosing to be sexual. Yeah. My character decides this. And it feels like it doesn't feel like they came up with a character and they said, Oh, also let's have her be naked. They yeah. came up with it, the it character and they're like, it only works if she does this. Yeah. Sex sells. That's true. Agree or disagree. No. Reason why it porn does. is the number one search thing on the internet. What? Why separate the gap between that and a character if I could literally get a whole bunch of little teenagers to love my character if I just make her half naked? But that's true. That's the problem, right? Is it's if you want that, you have a source of it. Why are we mixing two things together? Like, because nobody you, there's also a such a thing that's called beauty, you know? Like, think about Final Fantasy VII again, right? I'm going to talk about this a lot, the game I just played. But you have Aerith. Eris is not sexualized. She is beautiful, though. Her face, her eyes, the way she talks, it's just, that's what beauty is. And that's a character that you can, like, fall in love with and wish was a real person, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's a scene where she wears something incredibly sexy and incredibly elegant, the Don Corneo part. Yeah. That's Blue the game showing, hey, like, sexiness exists in this person. This person is not sexy by nature, but they're just a normal person beautiful and can be sexy if they choose to you know versus like you have you know tifa kind of running around being a sex symbol because they want people to like talk about her and uh, whatever the hell else they're gonna do go on 
your favorite most searched website and, and write her sure. name and see what pops up. If, if anything, Jesse should be the sexual. I feel like Jesse's character, and I'm going by what I've heard about the remake and my knowledge of Jesse from the movies from mm-hmm. like the original game. Jesse to me sounds like the kind of character that would actively be like that would actively sexualize herself because she kind of comes across as more of a punk. And I agree with you. They didn't. I don't think they did it well in the game. Like I love the game, but I don't think they did it well. And I'll give you a counter example. Anyone play The Witcher? Yes. Witcher does sex well because it shows it for what it is. When you know Gerald's having a sex scene or whatever. It's purely just plus carnage. It's to illustrate who Gerald is. Like he's this kind of like intense character. He gets the woman. Uh, the relationships are complicated. It illustrates that well. It's part of the story. It's not, hey, uh, we're going to throw this in because we know you boys are going to love it and talk about it. No, it's to illustrate a point and it adds value at the same time. So it's not doing just one thing. It's not just for the fans. It's adding value to the story of the game. It's adding kind of like deeper like meaning to things versus in Final Fantasy it's it's not adding anything to the story there's no decision that you have to make at any point between the girls and this that and that it's purely just to make you put yourself in Cloud's body and just feel good for five minutes like ooh these pretty (laughs) girls like like that's I don't to me I feel like that's bad sexuality Witcher would be good sexuality I agree I agree with everything you're saying actually yeah um, I think there should be more. Yeah, I want to argue. John had it. Six games. So, you, John just wants a sex, sex game. John just wants a game where you could just I want have VR. sex with all the games. Okay, well, let's let's <laughs> get into John. an argument. What is just... the harm? Like, obviously, I, I get it. Unrealistic expectations, right? But I'm a game developer. I don't give a shit about your expectations. I give a shit about. Mass Effect. Sorry, Mass Effect. That's another good game that did sex well. Yes. Yeah, you have, good... you have to work for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I think that's I think that's like, I think that's the main uh, thing about that game is that you actually get to know the person before you get to the you know the the sexy parts basically. You actually have a connection with the person and it's not like, oh, you know, my boobs jiggle the whole game and and it's only there just to sell copies, right? It's okay, you have to work for it and this is you know, you have to make them fall in love with you. You know, love is a real thing in this game. They're, you're, you're interacting with real human beings. They're not just there to, to fuck, basically, long story short. Whereas in some games, especially in like the Japanese games, it's just all fan service. And I feel like that's not, it, it's cheap. Just like the difficulty in the games that we were talking about before. It's cheap. <laughs> so devil's advocate, because uh, I'm going to spark a discussion here and be on one side. Who cares? I want my I want my characters to be fan servicey. Devil's advocate says uh, I want my Street Fighter characters to have boobs that jiggle. You don't care about that. You're still gonna play the game. You're not gonna like. How many sure. people are like, man? I was gonna play Street Fighter, but then I saw that the boobs jiggled, and I was like, nah. I guess personally, I find that. it detracts me from Street Fighter. Well, they they pulled it back on Mortal Kombat. They pulled it back on I Street Fighter as well. It. By the way, they pulled it back. I on thought Street I don't Fighter like well. it on Street Fighter. It's just. When I'm playing a fighting game, you know, versus my personal time, you know. <laughs> I guess how much of that just Street Fighter feels like personal time to me. So it's like I don't want to. I don't want to play Street Fighter with you, bro. I'm gonna be like getting a fucking hard on halfway through the fight and just fucking cami, and I'm just like, oh, she's perfect. You know, I don't want that experience with my boys. Like I want to fight you. I want to enjoy our time together and go home and <laughs> whatever I do. That's my a little boner time, among friends. 
So what Joe is saying is that we should never play Dead or Alive ever, <laughs> ever. No one should play that game. It's I, fucking I perfect. The thing is, it's a good fighting game though. Dead or Alive is a good fighting game though. That's the thing. All right, <laughs> off meta next stream is Dead or Alive. The four of us. <laughs> That would be fun. Actually, it's just a camera on our pants. First one to get a reaction loose. The next stream is the one month anniversary of the show, and it will be the show where we talk about Final Fantasy VII. So we all need to finish the fucking game. Did you finish it? Is that a finished joke? I'm almost done on the last chapter. I'm halfway there. Wish me luck. Quarantine's still on, so I don't have it. So I will watch. I will watch someone play through the game and download it. Oh, your PlayStation's. Yeah. Yeah. It's quarantined right now. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, it is what it is. Yeah, all that to say, I don't think that. I think tits sell games way more than they just detract from people wanting yeah, to play it. I agree, but what I'm saying is, and what I've always been saying is, there's a good way to do it. Yeah. Where it feels natural, like in The Witcher, very natural. Like there was a comment. Uh, from Shredder Shneer, the original Witcher game, you fuck women, witches, dreads, and collect cards based on who you fuck. Like, it had a purpose. Sure. It's, it feel, it's part of the lore. It's part of the story. It's totally fan service layered into game complexity. Beautifully That's well true. done. Did... Versus Final Fantasy, where it's like, I just want to make you feel good. Like, that's great. Make me feel good, but make it part of the game. Make something happen because yeah. of it, you know? Like, make so... suddenly the relationship changes and it's like, some new story arc that opens up that'd be cool or it does something to the game but make it have a purpose like so, street uh, fighter there's no purpose having cammy's legs that big doesn't change the story in any way it's just purely i love it yeah we all do but it's, it's it detracts from a fighting game dimitri did uh did street fighter 5 launch with a campaign I think it didn't have a campaign, oh. right? It had no single player. Right. Joe, they didn't have a single player mode. They weren't going to waste time explaining why her tits are out to here. They didn't even have a regular story. I will say this, though, because you mentioned um, that Street Helps Fighter. The tracks the guys, you know? You, meant, you mentioned Street oh, Fighter Jiggle fi- Physics earlier. They actually did, because in the beta, Chun-Li's oh, boobs were, had like the most intense Jiggle Physics, and they actually... Patch that out because people complained. They base basically what I heard they did that with Tifa as well. They were like too big or something in the original. Um, Dude, uh, trap. Chun-Li's so people are aware stop. is basically what we're 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 getting to is that people are yeah. aware that too much fan service is. Yeah, and like Chun Li's legs being huge, I totally get that. That's always been a thing, and it made sense because she's a kicker. She's gonna have huge legs. It makes sense, but when every one of your characters looks like some dude. Is an inch away from making it hentai. It's like okay, got a problem, you know? Because like there's, they they know what's gonna happen. Like they do this shit on purpose, right? You have like, um, uh, Source has like this tool that can use in built-in graphics to make your own animations. Like they know people are gonna mod the game. They know people are gonna do these things, and I guess it creates hype. Like Overwatch, uh, to a certain degree, had that problem as well. So I don't know. I just feel like it's yeah. it's a cheap way. It doesn't add any value to the game except kind of uh alienate woman if anything which whatever if that's not your market that's fine like you're just but i just think it could be done better from my point of view it could be done better i think it has been done properly so when it's not done properly it bothers you which is why the yeah it's just it's like adam's argument about dark souls uh the hardness feels artificial 
Well, the sexualness feels artificial. If that yeah. makes any sense. No, but right. you're, you're not wrong at all. And it is. I like. I'm be honest with you. I don't get annoyed with uh, the characters having like a bikini or whatever. Like I look at it and I say, okay, well, this is the the choice that the developers wanted to. Is it gonna deter me from playing the video game? No. Will I get annoyed of it? Yeah. There's been moments where I'm like, okay, this didn't need to be done. Bro, like, did you play Mortal Kombat? And then your mom walked in the room and you had to explain yourself. <laughs> no, mom, she's a SWAT team member. That's why she has like nipple straps. Yeah. Like, they that, should be the line. that should be the line. If your parents walk in on you playing the video game, you shouldn't have to explain yourself. That like, you're like, not the watching watching. Like, like the hand massage scene. To be fair. Like the hand massage scene. I had to explain myself to my parents watching Dragon Ball. My mom would just keep barging in and going like, why do they keep yelling vagina all the time? <laughs> I'm like six years old. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but it's probably a bad word. That's not what they're saying. Vegeta. 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 What does his power level say? It's over 9,000. <laughs> Any final my, words my... on this topic? Um, Joe, did it detract you from playing FFX2? Uh, <laughs> good question. Or I didn't enjoy the game. That it's much. a bad game. No. That's what I, I, yeah. That's what well, I, I mean, this like the game itself sucked. Like, if you took yeah. out the sex, the game was just as bad. You know, the sexuality. I mean, even with the sexuality, of the game was bad. But say you know, like say Final Fantasy VII quality storytelling with all that sexuality, the game would still be good. It's just it would be a bit excessive at times, you know. Yeah, um, but the amount they did it, like I'm not complaining. Like I don't think it's overdone. I think it's fine the way they did it. But I just think, you know, sex sells. It can be done in such a way that's not kind of like perverting our minds to a certain degree. That it's still teaching like a certain amount of like good values upon it, or just incorporate into story. Like because like in writing. Every sentence you craft, every word you put on the paper should be for an objective, should be to tell the story, be to like create the lore, immerse the person into the into the role. If you're adding sentences there to target the reader and make the reader feel good about some insecurities or whatever, I feel like write a psychology book, you know, <laughs> <laughs> don't write the <this> story. <laughs> That's my whole point. It's just that That's it's fair. It, it, it's time wasted that could be added to making a better story, a better crafted piece of art. I agree. I think it also, like, I guess I'll end on this. I think we're forgetting the effect it has on kids. And I don't mean, like, obviously there's, again, the sexual expectations thing that's not great. But, like, Tifa, as an example, how many times have I met someone now and I'm just like, yo, dude, Remember Tifa has such a crush on Tifa and like, would that have happened if teacher Tifa were portrayed differently? I don't know. Well, uh, it, probably it, not. I guess I, I could use myself as an example. I was more of an Aerith girl than a Tifa girl. Because I right. Feel like but Tifa that whole was... divide wouldn't have existed. If Ari, if Tifa I was guess. not the complete counterpart to Aerith's good girl next door or Aerith, if you're Japanese, uh, then there wouldn't no be that divide. Laugh. This conversation wouldn't exist. No one's gonna laugh that Dimitri just said 
She's an Aerith girl. <laughs> oh shit! I'm an Aerith. Oh my god! I, I was gonna call something, Aerith but boy. Okay. I was gonna call that out. Okay. Aerith boy doesn't sound any better somehow. I know. Hey, that's what I'm saying. It just it came out more natural as Aerith girl. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I heard it? that you're an Aerith girl. I'm yeah, well, look, like Final Fantasy X, Yuna, Yuna's not sexualized at all, and I thought she was no. perfect. Yeah. Super cool girl. Yes, you can get it too. Sure, but then you could get into the whole like just Riku. because the character isn't sexualized doesn't mean that they're not you're not being played on your expectations. Yeah. Like, but like the argument isn't about sexual reality in game. Like I think yeah. sexuality is an important part of life, and incorporating games is great. Um, it add, but the whole thing is it needs to be done in a way where it's not explicitly like hey we have this pretty mediocre product or we're trying to differentiate ourselves because there's a million fighter games like ours or rpgs like ours so we're just gonna add really sexy woman and hope that you play the game because you're attracted to the woman that to me is detracting from a good game which could incorporate sexuality in a better way like the witcher or that's fair. Mass, effect, mass effect and such what uh what detracts for me is the opposite too uh, and this happens a lot to guys and girls in any kind of media. It's the boy girl next door. The like, I'm super reserved and broody, but then I meet <laughs> someone and they're going to completely change my, it's like the complete opposite. It's the, I'm not like other girls. I'm not like other boys character. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I don't like Aerith doesn't play that line, but it, they so easily could have made her that. No, I don't show my boobs. But <laughs> like, and then you, like that kind of a person. Yeah, and they do it for guys all the time. Daryl yeah. on The Walking Dead is that example. Like, I'm super hard and cold, but then I meet someone and they, they make me want to open up. I'm like, that's not how people work. People these are, are like, like crappy like, archetypes because lazy yeah. writing. It's yeah. the it's the I'm an onion and <laughs> I'm an ogre and <laughs> my layers. You can I'm see layers. <laughs> So I think we're gonna end it there. Um, on the, the track, we're, we're we're gonna end it on the track note. Um, <laughs> that's going to be it for the podcast. This was episode three of the Odd Meta Podcast. Uh, any final comments on today's show? Did you guys want to um, plugs? You know, say yeah, plugs. Or Q and A? Did we do a Q and A? No, uh, <laughs> maybe at the end of the podcast. That would be actually pretty fun if yeah. you guys are down. So like this, we wanted to talk about more. <laughs> and and. What I'm thinking right now is that like we gotta plug our shit, so I'm gonna plug mine. Uh, I'm Dasky's plays. I'm in the chat. Follow my uh, my my stream. I've been streaming a ton of games. I'm gonna get a schedule set up. I'm gonna be streaming every day at about ten o'clock, Monday to Friday. I'm gonna try. Um, also, uh, we're gonna be working on the YouTube channel. Where we're going to be Soon. building maybe a let's play. Who knows? We're still working on that. It's still like the bare bones, bare dry, and we're working on some some CG work for that too, uh, for the intros and whatnot. I'm working on it myself, so I may be streaming that in the future on my stream, building that. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, the the YouTube ta- the YouTube channel will be coming. It's a work in progress. The podcasts are obviously going to be on it as well. But we're we have a lot of uh, projects in the works that I'm excited to work on. Uh, but yeah. Keep a lookout for that for sure. Uh, Dasky's plays. He's probably going to stream the last chapter of Final Fantasy. I would I would assume so. Uh, Pretty soon. And, yeah, and you know he he's like the variety gameplay streamer for sure. Uh, you can follow me at two hs. He's at o u h s. Stream is kind of in the 
back burner for now. I'm focusing on the podcast, but I'll probably be streaming soon. Uh, Adam, above me, you just mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you're going to stream that game there, the monster I'm game. I'm going to try and speed run Monster Sanctuary. I still yeah. have to beat it, and then I will start streaming at uh, Glicknack, G-L-I-C-N-A-K. Uh, it's a weird name, but I'm sticking with it. Perfect. And uh, Joe, anything you want to plug? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> my name is Dimitri. This has been Joe, John, Adam. We're the Off Meta Podcast. And uh, thank you for watching our podcast. Peace. Bye bye. Peace.